This week, it's a long trip through space trying to find our way home, but at least our robot companion will keep us entertained. Plus, we get in some sneaky shenanigans as a Sasquatch. It's Friday, June 11th. Time to insert a token to play. Hello, and welcome to Insert Token to Play. I'm John, sitting here with my typical player two, my little brother, James. How are you doing, Jimbo? Oh, I'm doing great. It's been another good week, though it's hot where we are, so I'm excited to cool down with some games indoors, right? Of course. Yeah, and I know we talked about it in our first episode, but a couple times this week where I sat down to play games and I was like, I got to do it for the podcast. What are you playing? Sasquatch? Yeah, Sasquatch. Yes, we'll get there. But first, let's talk about No Way Home, the game we started exploring at the end of our last episode. From... SMG Studio. It's a space survival soiree. Stranded in a strange galaxy, you must fight for survival using only your wits, your ship, and your party planning robot companion. How'd you do? I think I did pretty good. Uh, it was kind of a game up my alley. I figured out the movement right away and kind of the strategy around using everything around you, like using your environment more for protection. I tend to overheat a lot because I like to keep the <laughs> my hand on my trigger. And as I got bigger weapons and stuff, that became a bigger issue. But it, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, it was so easy to overheat in this game, I agree. Especially like as you upgraded. Um, I definitely found myself doing that a lot. I had a lot of trouble at the beginning really figuring out a lot of the mechanics because I was really bad at crashing into things and not using the environment how I was supposed to use it, but the environment was more using me, it felt like. But I think I did okay, all things considered. I made it through a couple of missions, met a lot of people, explored some of the galaxy, flying the ship around. My biggest turtle, I felt like, was getting my ship upgraded correctly. How did your ship upgrades work out? Pretty good. I went, I got the first ship basically upgraded from the arcade to the pirate ship. And then I spent all my time just upgrading it. I would play a lot of the arcade games and they had like the gun of the day. So I kind of became obsessed with getting those type of guns. So a little less about the reactor and the shield and more about the weapons, which makes sense. But just doing all the missions and again, playing a lot of the arcade stuff, I was able to earn a lot of coins to get the upgrades. Yeah, it felt it felt really easy. At, at first, I I felt like it was so overwhelming because I could get like one thing and I just fixed it on the weapons right away. Because I'm like, I need a better weapon so that I can do this. Because in my case of this game, the best offense was a good offense and there was no defense, <laughs> um, and so I needed those big guns. And so buying one, it was like, oh crap, this is eighteen thousand credits, and then there goes all my money. But then you know, twenty minutes later, a couple missions, I got that money back. So it definitely felt very inviting for like explore and play and try a bunch of different things. So as you were transversing through the quests, did you stop for like every engagement or did you tend to just fly to the flag? I tended to fight if I saw something. For better or for worse, I figured if I don't fight, they're probably going to come at me and kill me anyway. So I at least better try. 
And knowing that I was having troubles in the beginning with all of my fights, I'm like, it's probably better for me to just practice. I started that way too. I basically seek people out to do the fighting. As I got farther in the game, I tended to just whiz past them. And then when I got closer to where my end point was, then I would start fighting. Sure, because then you might run into people you have to fight. Correct. Yeah, and I think you're right, because as it came later, then they started having shields and stronger weapons, including some of like the homing weapons that really made it a pain necessary to kind of skip those. I know I was pretty impressed when I looked at some of the like the AI as they got more advanced. With the game started, it seemed kind of repetitive with kind of the smaller creatures. But as you got farther along, you mentioned the homing. The first time I realized there were homing weapons, I thought that was so cool. Yeah. And the sizes and some of them where they'd almost spawn smaller versions of themselves. And they'd have shields and their shields would recover. It, it, it just how it built up on on top of itself kept me playing. Yeah, and and that that was good for me too because I, I worried that this game was going to start getting really repetitive really quick because it seemed a lot of go on this quest to blow this person up hmm. and then maybe come back and bring me a thing and then you're going to go on a quest to fight someone who's a little bit stronger. So a lot of those kind of uh, RPG role-playing game elements that we kind of expected based on the description were in there. I think if I would have played it for much longer, I would have gotten frustrated and a little tired, but stepping away as much as I did helped me um, keep interested and consider continuing to play. This was a good one where you could actually step away and then pick it back up. There wasn't too much of that continuation that you would lose it, kind of like what we saw last week with The Room. Did you, Now, I have to ask, did you get scammed? Did you do any? Did you get scammed at all? I always said no to the Nigerian prince. Oh, see, I always said yes. <laughs> what happened? Well, most of the time you got scammed. <laughs> oh, that's weird. You lost all your money, but a couple times you got the money. Yeah, but most of the time you got scammed. Yeah, I, I only ran into him twice, and one time he helped me get an item that I needed. Um, and I think that was just necessary with part of it. But he also messed with my ship controls. So I'm like, I'm having trouble flying again. <laughs> and I thought it was me. And then the game dialogue told me that uh, I was losing some of that. I thought the game was pretty entertaining. It was a little repetitive. With They basically had like the same people over and over. But some of the dialogue was really funny. And I liked how just to even open up the arcade when you started... You basically had to blackmail someone yep. that they played arcade games. Poorly. Poorly. Yes, yes, yeah. So that I thought that was a nice touch. Uh, looking at the graphics and stuff, it had a fun play to it. You know, having your butler flying with you all the time was fun. I still love that the name was Matey, so it was always Ahoy and just played on it nicely. Yeah, and, and you kind of alluded to this, too, with the, the story. It reminded me a lot of uh, the good sitcoms that are on TVs that you could pick up and watch. So I think about shows like The Office or How I Met Your Mother or The Big Bang Theory, where it helps to have that little story contained of what you're doing, but you don't need to know the whole picture to feel successful. You know, now that you say that aloud, it totally clicks. Like you said, it's fun to have those stories, and there's little things that carry over but you could literally just pick it up, watch an episode, or play a mission, and you'd be just fine. Yeah. Yeah, and it feels like this map is just so massively expansive, too. Like, I feel like I just 
scraped the beginning of how much of this world there actually is, which makes me feel really bad for Cho that there's going to be no way actually home for, <laughs> right. for them. But, well, well titled, well titled. Right, but so it'll be interesting. Did you do a lot of the domes? I made it through four of the domes. I might have started a fifth, but I don't think I could get myself through it. How about you? I did about the same. I found myself exploring a lot more than just hitting the domes. It was almost like a maze the entire time. Yeah. And it was kind of interesting how you could maybe sneak through some of the metal pieces or other things to try to get to different areas. So it was kind of fun to explore. I definitely spent too much time exploring. Which is interesting because that means you and I totally flip play styles because I <laughs> try not to explore and usually I do. But I'm like, I, I don't think I have it in me. The domes were one of my favorite parts of this game, though. I felt like they were really nice puzzles and reminded me of forced combat areas where you had your small areas of cover, your little bit to go around. And even if you blew up a couple of times, and there's probably one or two domes where I probably blew up like 10 to 20 times at no cost, which is nice inside Mm -hmm. the dome, Mm -hmm. you could really try to figure out the strategy of, am I in the right place? Or do I even have the right gear equipped? Or should I be changing on the fly to really help me navigate through this a little bit better? I didn't mind the domes. But since I was so reliant on the environment to like help me out, having that enclosed space, even when you'd have these missions where you'd have to go basically kill someone so you become part of their pirate crew, <laughs> you like for me, I basically baited them out of their small area oh, to give myself the advantage. Smart. I think it was just because I was so well at the flying that I tried to use what I could. Yeah, that definitely helps. I did really enjoy that the domes gave you fast travel across the maps as well with those little circles. You know, the game taught me so much of circles give you some sort of reward, generally treasure chests. And so the first time I did it with the dome and suddenly I'm at the next dome, I'm like, oh, this makes me want to go explore a little for the domes so I can have that access to the maps, especially as some of the missions were like, you're like seven places away right now. Get going. So overall, what do you think? I think this turned out much better than I thought it was. The entertainment value was there as expected. It made me laugh. It kept me engaged. And it didn't get as repetitive as I feared it would. But I don't think it's a game that I could sit down and play for a long time on end. So it's definitely a shorter pickup for me. I agree. I was very happy with it, too how things kind of evolved as you played through like the the villains and the how complicated the missions got and to your point the maps were huge like you could go forever i liked that i could pick it up at lunch on my break and i could play a little bit and not feel like i had to sit there for 30 minutes so i would say i was pleasantly surprised i would say for sure give it a shot to play but i'm with you i don't see myself playing this long term yep I got to ask before we get too far away, how many of the weapons did you explore and how much fun was the melee chainsaw weapon? (laughs) Now, I didn't purchase those, but I would do the the weapon of the day, right? So I did a weapon of the day. And I actually don't remember playing with the melee one with the chainsaw. I had, there was like a, it was like a mace. I had one that was like a mace, which it's like a spike ball. So very similar which I remember when we were playing at the beginning, we're like, what are we going to do with this hook? But it was almost like teaching you how to do these sub weapons. I got hooked on, and I really wish I could have afforded it eventually, but it was a ray gun. Oh, I didn't try any of those. Yeah, it was like a ray gun. It kind of reminded me of like a void raid from like the StarCraft games, where it kind of like held a beam and it actually gets stronger. 
I just had so much fun, like like burning these people down. I'm see now I'm gonna have to play it because I gotta I gotta try the chainsaw. Yeah, I kept using the shotgun was what ended up being my go to. I didn't have to be as accurate, and if I was accurate, things went much better for me. <laughs> um, but the the chainsaw was just. It was just hilarious for me because when you used it to attack, because the chainsaw spun, you actually moved faster. Oh, really? Yeah, and so oh. it helped you kind of dig, but it didn't necessarily <laughs> help me with killing things because it's suddenly I'm just Leroy Jenkins right into the right. middle, oh, hoping that I can cut some people up. But I mean, it's got like double damage compared to all the other guns that I had. So in the right setting, it actually got me through one of the domes. I would run out, quickly chainsaw, and hopefully kill, and then quickly get behind cover. So all I was thinking about was fly, run into something, and then fly away. Guerrilla warfare. Yes. Yeah, in exactly. and out. Yep. I'm going to have to get that now. I'm so disappointed in myself. That sounds like a weapon that would be have my name on it. Yeah. I don't remember which shop it was at, so you might have to explore through a couple of them because it seemed like each of the, the ship upgrades had some different stuff available to you. Did you buy a lot or did you just craft everything? I crafted. Yeah. I don't think there was much to buy other than the components to craft. Uh, if there was, I really missed out on that. The couple stores I looked at it didn't look like you were able to buy other stuff other than just for crafting. So that's why I was just curious because it seems like you went to other stores I didn't. Yeah. And it, it took me way too long to realize that the reactor piece is probably the most important piece that you can get on your ship. Mm -hmm. So that way you can actually afford these larger weapons, larger shields, so that I can actually survive a little bit longer. You can actually power them. Yes. Amazing things when you have power, right? Right. Did you actually get different ships? I mentioned I got, I moved up to the pirate ship. I didn't. I was only on the beginner ship. When you got the bigger ship, it, it immediately allowed you a larger group. Ah. So that's probably why it wasn't as super relevant for me. I did get one reactor upgrade though. Yeah, so that, that would have helped. And that was something that I learned. I, I read a little online about the people that developed this. And this goes against how I like to play a lot of games is they never wanted a person to be able to max out a ship. So that's why there's always going to be some sort of limited capacity with your power. Hmm. So if you want the absolute greatest weapon, you're probably not going to be able to afford to have the best shield and the best speed with it too. And I get it. It makes a lot of sense because you, you don't need God mode on all the time when you're flying around. It keeps keeps you having to change and try things and adapt to scenarios. But as much as I disagree with the philosophy, it's it's nice that they had a good idea and they stuck to it. Not that I'll ever get to the late enough game in this based on <laughs> Right. But so be it. Yep, guess we'll never get home. <laughs> nope, probably not, but I'm sure we can get lost in some space fights for a while, right? Sounds good. All right, let's move on to our second game. And this one is called Sneaky Sasquatch from REC7 Games. Live the life of a Sasquatch and do regular, everyday Sasquatch stuff. <laughs> if that app description doesn't describe the feeling of this game as well, I, I don't think we'll get there. Uh, I mean, I can't speak for an everyday Sasquatch, <laughs> but running around, stealing food, sneaking around, doing stuff. When I first started the controls... I was a little apprehensive because mm -hmm. it took me a while to get the movement. Yep. But once I kind of got the hang of it and you got past basically the first camp, 
which I laughed because I went through the first couple of camps and I realized I was kind of like nervous about running into the Rangers. Yeah. And then I started completing some of the smaller stuff, getting some coin, and then I bought like the outfit. Yep. And then it was like, holy cow, this place is huge. Yeah. Like down by the lake, up by the ski hill, the racetrack. We talk about having a huge map. When you're a Sasquatch, this was a huge map. Huge. And I learned that the hard way right away because I did my usual thing on this game and I went exploring. And it was a huge point of frustration for me. I had a couple days in the campsite figuring it out. And I remember early on in the dialogue, the raccoon being like, don't get too tired or stay out too late. So I was super paranoid about going too far for a different reason than you. But by like the fourth day or whatever, I found myself up in the town and I was trying to do like delivery work. And then a couple days later, I got myself on a ferry over to the island And I think these are like part two and part three of the stories, but I was getting myself there way too quick. And I was just so frustrated because I couldn't complete any of the deliveries and I just had no idea what I was doing. And I did not have a lot of coins at this point. And so spending any sort of money, I'm just like, I I don't necessarily see it. So I had to step away from the game for a couple of days. And then I reminded myself, let's just start small. We're a small time Sasquatch right now. (laughs) We're still getting some food from the garbage can and it's okay. Uh, and that that changed everything for me. After I got the clothes, and I it was it got easy at first, but then enabled me to go further. And then when I went to the shop and saw their skis, I was like, I got to figure out how I can go skiing. Yeah. And so I got up to the ski hill eventually, and then I found the snowball fight. Did you do the snowball fights? I didn't do the oh, snowball fight. Oh man, you fight. missed out. You talk about not having coin. The first mission I did. In the snowball fight, I did survival. Okay. Which I don't know how I got it on the first time. We'll put it that way. But you got 500 coin. Oh, that's nice. So immediately I had ski stuff. And then I played the next one, which was 300 coin. So three rounds later, I have like over 1,000 coin. And life is good. Yeah. You get ski stuff. So I could start skiing, which was fun. I got the car keys. Worked my way to getting down a car. So I started exploring all of that. The one thing I didn't try was fishing. Did you try fishing at all? I did. I did a lot. And that turned out to be one of my best money makers, I felt like, because I could consistently catch the fish and they would be worth 10 or 20 coins. And so as you stockpile a couple of those, it's necessary. And there is at least one or two spots that you have to fish to help move the story along with the map in the beginning too. So every component had a role to play, which was really nice. I guess I didn't make it as far as you for the island and stuff. I Well, to be honest, I spent too much time skiing. Because <laughs> if you skied enough and did all the amateur stuff, you become a pro skier. Yep. Did you ski? Sorry. I did, yes. You did. Okay, yep. so you know what I'm talking about. Yep. So I spent too much time skiing, but I had a lot of fun with it, which is the important part. Yes. The one thing that I thought was really funny was almost the physics gameplay of just the eating. Yes. You like pick up the food and you're knocking all the food and it's just flying around. I thought that was so funny. It was. Sadly, it took me longer than I want to admit to like figure out the eating. I kept like picking up the food and just holding it. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah, put it to his mouth. Yeah. Guy. And then realizing you have to eat everything that's there to actually get the benefits yes. instead of half a bag of chips. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was that. And then figuring out what is the bear going to buy from you that's worth money. So what should I eat and what should I save for the nice bear? Mm-hmm. Of course the bear doesn't want to eat apples and oranges. No. no, the bear wants the good stuff. So that's where I sold a lot of my fish. I never went to the garbage cans either. 
Oh, really? You, when you mentioned that a second ago, I was like, oh, I, I remember seeing them, <laughs> but I never tried it. Yeah, I, I tried everything. I feel like I was touching whatever could come my way, and it, it made a nice difference for me to always be topped off on my, my health and have some money to spend at the raccoon shop. I mentioned the clothes. It made going to the different areas a lot easier, but I feel like it almost took an aspect of the game away because the sneaking around was half the fun of the game. Yeah, it's true. Um, I mean, they're optional, so you could always take them off if you wanted to kind of challenge it. But I liked it because then it was one less thing for me to think about as I'm trying to explore or even just get places. Um, though the the running shoes eventually helped after I finished all the little things with the rabbit. Though some of those were a real pain. Mm-hmm. Um, the the driving one was really bad for me, and doing the maze, the extra time was really rough for me. I just kept getting caught at night. Did you get the flashlight then for being out at night more? I did. Yeah, I I finished I finished the whole first section, so oh, okay. I, I I bought everything and, and explored every section inside of the campground. Good. Um, and that, that was nice. There's, there's a nice reward of clothes at the end of that one to make it even easier from there, but I'll leave that one for you to explore in, in the end. Yeah. Like I said, too much time skiing. Right. I tried skiing a little bit on the Apple TV, uh, cause I was mostly playing on my phone. Uh, but I read online that you could try it with a controller, which could help you better with the the spins and the flips to mm-hmm. give me a little more control. Cause every landing I had, I swear it was bad landing <laughs> right like i swear i was at perfectly 180 but in reality i was closer to like 270 and so i was just sideways and so he kept getting mad at me so it took me a while to get up to that pro level but i tried it on there and i could do both flips and spins at the same time which really helped me get the score which almost felt like cheating because of how much easier, easier it was, was for me because the movement the movement was hard yes you almost wanted to press with both thumbs to get him to do stuff. And honestly, for me, sometimes it worked and sometimes try the snowball fight stuff and you'll see what I mean. Cause you have to like run around and trying to throw snowballs and it doesn't like the two finger movement. It it's, it definitely shows out how like awkward it can be, but for just the transversing and walking around and like the tapping to like walk quietly, I thought was fun. Mm -hmm. And, and the scenery was fun. It was pretty flat, but it was good for mobile. Yep. Yeah, and the the interactions were funny, I thought. I thought it was a good cartoon animation style that really fit with it as well. And just kind of the dialogue, it, it really just bought into this humorous idea of what would life be like for a Sasquatch in this area. And I don't think I could have ever tried to imagine anything like this before, but now it's just like that. This is probably exactly what it is. Right. You know, wheeling coins with a raccoon and feeding bears and poorly driving around places. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's all out there. The duck mini quests I thought were pretty funny. Yes. I thought the ducks were great. The foxes too. Finding all the random things they'd have you do with like getting rid of the canoes or scaring off the campers. I enjoyed setting the ranger station on fire so that you'd wake up the snoring uh, ranger just because he was making you mad. So like you said, silly, silly little side quests. I kind of became obsessed with 1.2 of finding all the secret caches, all the money caches. Yeah, I didn't find too many of those, but I definitely want to. For me, it was hard because I'd find one and I just, you, you can see it, but you couldn't find the trail for it. So I'd end up just like going in circles 
and you'd have to like change areas to find a secret trail to work your way back. But there was a lot of coins in it, which at the time I thought was super important. Yeah. I mean, it was in the campground. Right. Because every every little bit made a huge difference of either getting you enough food or getting you the gear that you need and then getting you the better gear to actually be able to handle something. Like I think about the golf game, for example, Mm -hmm. and playing with the clubs that were just given to you. There was no way I felt like to compete with the pro golfer as you're trying to earn the map piece. But as soon as you bought the pro golf bag, you could actually compete and then you were on at least even playing ground with him as you're trying to struggle your way through three holes of golf. That's one of the things I was going to call out that I liked about this game. It would have been really easy to just be the sneak around, find food, find stuff game, but it was multiple games in one. Like it it was the skiing game. It was the snowballing. It was a fishing game. It was a, a golf game. Granted, all the controls were simple, other than apparently landing your skiing, yeah. James. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But everything else was basically simple controls, so it wasn't like difficult to pick up those pieces of the game. It felt really well thought out to make it super accessible for everyone. And while some things were going to be challenging for some people, you might find a way to really love something else. And that's what really opened this game up to me is like, it's okay if I'm not good at this or it takes me a while to do this because there's no time pushing me saying like, you have to have this done by the end of the day. Like, it seemed like there was a lot of chaos and rush of like, the dude's going to buy out the campground in the next day if I don't find all the map pieces in one day, which was not a realistic thing. And so having that time and flexibility to be able to pick it up and just do like, I'm going to go skiing today. And that's how I'm going to spend my time was super awesome. Especially after you figured out that you actually didn't have to go to sleep every night per se. You didn't have to rush back. You could actually sleep somewhere else. Because I had the same fear you mentioned before. Oh, I got to get back. I got to get all the way back to my cabin. And then I just slept at the hotel and it was fine. I never slept away from the house. I always fast traveled back and just kind of dealt with it. Oh, really? Yeah, there were a lot of times I thought about sleeping at the ski lodge or something else, but I'm like, I think I need to go back to get some more money or to feed myself or I just it it's just kind of routine, I guess, and I just fell back into that one. With all the coin that I got, it was pretty easy for me to spend 20 coins to not have to rush all the way back. Tell me a little bit about the island you got to. Okay, so there's not much to say because I just kind of got lost and frustrated on it. So (laughs) if you went through the city, there was a ferry that would take you on a car for 100 coins. So this was like my life savings at that point to get to the island. And I think it said it was a one-way trip. So I'm like, well, I'm going to go there and hopefully make money or else I'm going to have to be a begging Sasquatch. Or I I figured I could probably fast travel back. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make a lot of money begging (laughs) as a Sasquatch. Maybe as a street performer, I could be like a... (laughs) in one of the circuses. Um, But it was just, it it seemed like it was just another town that they set up for, I assume would be the third part of the story, not having traveled that far and knowing I can't be certain, but there was just another opportunity for more experiences. You know, the, the town itself was a very different experience than the campground since it didn't have, you know, skiing and uh, golfing and driving. It seemed like it was trying to fit yourself into the business world as you integrate yourself as more of a human to interact with things. And I think that was going to be a big difference as I transitioned into it. And I assume that it's successfully done based on having a part three in this game and kind of the fan base that I've seen online that, you know, it's another one of those opportunities of enjoying the game. 
you know, you might think of it kind of like The Sims or Animal Crossing where you're kind of doing day-to-day life. And now we've done the outdoor edition. Now we're going to the city living. Yeah, I could see what you mean. Which is too bad because that's why I enjoyed the campground so much with all the many little activities you could do. And I have to imagine there's a bunch of things that you'll figure out there. You know, you might get a job or, like I said, there was a job as a delivery driver that I was trying to figure out. But I barely knew my way around the campground at this point. So trying to navigate the city and finding the bank or the other store, there was there was just absolutely no way. So my exploration habits really were a bad idea. You have to invest some time to really figure out the stuff then. Yeah. Or where everything is, basically. And I think it's a game of embracing the slow growth because if you just live in the campground and figure out what you're comfortable with and then eventually you build up to like, I'm going to do like one task. Today, I'm going to drive up to the mountains and go skiing. That's what I'm going to do today. I think it, it really works out to be a nice nice game to just pick up and do that if you want to do that. And if you want to stick around and play for another two or three hours, you can find yourself getting lost in this one. Another good pick-up easy game that you can just grab on, again, your lunch break or me spend two hours skiing. Yeah, absolutely. So I take it skiing was your favorite one of those little mini games. <laughs> Have I said this too many times already? <laughs> it might be kind of clear. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was fun. Like you said, it was challenging trying to learn the different tricks and I naturally enjoy skiing in my personal life, so it was fun to be a Sasquatch going down the hill. Yeah, I just, I laughed because I'm like, as we're going to all these different things, there's, you know, the race car driving, there's the skiing, there's the golfing, and knowing you, you are, I'm like, these are like all of John's favorite things in life. (laughs) And then there's fishing, which neither of us are necessarily very prone to. I like the idea of it, but all the the work that has to go into it to, to feel you know, relaxing with it just isn't quite there for me. More like having to drink on a boat. I think that's the part. I can get on board with that. Right. <laughs> Not so much the like doing the other stuff. I guess golf maybe, but yeah. No, I mean, you nailed it. <laughs> you, you got, it's like you know me or something. Yeah, who would have thought, right? So, <laughs> for sure. And I think that the thing that we mentioned too that would give this longevity for me is that there's the the very, the the, the differences you know, every everything isn't fly your ship and go blow things up or run an errand, but it's I can do a bunch of different things. And that's why I think this gives me a little bit more replayability of our two games that we're playing this week, which, uh, funny enough, are kind of silly storytellers. Mm-hmm. Especially because this one was random. Yes. I definitely want to get deeper into the city now just to get to the island to see if that outside gets closer. So when you talk about replayability... I'm so intrigued now of what are the other many things that I can do. But even if just to like do more of the skiing and golfing, I would totally play this again. Yeah. Let alone all the upgrades and gold costs that it's probably going to take to get everything to be the best that you can make it. I think there's, there's a lot out there that makes this pretty cool. You have to go try the snowball fight. I I'm going to have to. <laughs> it's, it's so true. You're not going to know what to do with all the coins. Oh, I hope that's the case, but knowing my luck with some of these games, it might take me a couple tries. So overall, what are your thoughts? I am really glad we explored this game. I was a little hesitant just based on how much of a bandwagon there was for it that it was going to let me down, but it did nothing of the sort. The music and audio set the stage really nicely, and once I figured out that I could slowly grow as a Sasquatch and explore, it it just changed everything for me. Like, this is something I will happily pick up when I have 20, 30 minutes of downtime. We'll do one or two things as I slowly venture my way into the town and really enjoy it. 
Things you never thought you would say slowly grow as a Sasquatch. Right. <laughs> I completely agree with you. That was, I had a lot of fun when the controls started. I was kind of nervous that it was going to be clumsy the whole time, but I just had fun with it. I mean, there's no other way to explain it. I just had fun with it and I'm definitely going to play again. Time to roll the randomizer and see what games we will take for a spin and get our first impressions before playing a little longer next week. Spinning the wheel looks like we might be venturing back into space again. We've pulled the game Spaceland by Tortuga Games. You said, oh, Tortuga. Here we go. Oh, interesting. All right. Fast pace sci-fi tactics. It's probably the most dynamic turn-based strategy in the spirit of the old school. Less cover, more action. It kind of looks like a board game, but like a space version of it. Oh, man. You're in trouble because I love these styles of game. They remind me kind of a chess-style strategy game. I think games like XCOM or uh, the Mario versus the Rabbids on the Nintendo Switch where you kind of take turns and you tell people, here, go move here, do this action, and you kind of control your team and try to really strategize around the board, kind of like you're saying. I wonder if we'll be able to have some multiplayer on this. I've actually been playing a lot of that Gears Tactics, which is that very similar, but got sucked in because I love me some Gears of War. I gotta imagine there's co-op, well, probably not co-op on this, but some verses. Would, I yep. wouldn't be surprised if there was multiplayer. One to two multiplayer. Oh yeah, just read the game. It kind of reminds me, of, it almost looks like Warhammer a little bit. Do you ever play the, yes. the chess Warhammer style? That's a good way to describe it, because I saw the the icon and i was thinking it looks kind of like a friendly starcraft marine but mm. as you say warhammer space marine kind of fits a little bit better i think so just with the style of game a squad of space rangers made up to seven fighters with unique fighting styles but yeah it says 10 to 15 minutes so not necessarily a quick pick up pick down based on what they're saying yeah not quite as good as red rain was for us a couple of weeks but could be pretty good if we can figure it out so do you play a lot of these turn-based? I mean, you mex- mentioned like XCOM and them. Do you play those often still? I used to. I haven't for a while. I've been spending a lot of my time on these games or, yeah, otherwise that's kind of been where I've been spending my time is just on the games we've been playing lately. Growing as a Sasquatch. Exactly. Slowly <laughs> stepping away from a lot of the other games that I've been playing for a long time and working my way into this been playing a lot of pokemon lately as well that's probably been eating up most of my time but that's not apple arcade <laughs> not so much no <laughs> i do i'm very happy that we decided to do the random stuff because it's forcing us or at least forcing me because i'm not sure a couple of the games we've played that i would ever have clicked the download button no no i don't feel like i would have ever seen a game like this or last time with no way home just i don't think it would have been an option I could see myself doing the No Way Home just because of the top-down shooter. But the Sasquatch game, I there's no way. There's no <laughs> way I would have probably clicked and downloaded it. Jim, it's me. If it was a different name. <laughs> Don't call me Jim. <laughs> Don't call me Jim. Oh, and now he's calling him Jimmy. Oh, my gosh, this is my life. <laughs> Are you on a different thing? Oh, see, I don't know what I pressed, but I'm already like... Oh, we'll get into it. I already crash-landed, spoiler alert, a few hours passed. Just skip ahead of the There we go, Jim. That's one hell of a landing. (laughs) The graphics on this are surprisingly nice. Really clean. Yeah. 
like nothing's excessive, but they do a really good job creating the atmosphere, the background, and having the snowfall in the front. It kind of reminds me of fiction or fan fiction art. Yeah, that's kind of a good way to describe it. Definitely a, a unique feel to this one. All right, so I moved my character down to the first one. The load screen looks rather childish, but I think this is where we're going to get our tutorial. Of how Look to for move. those in distress. Yep, I'm in the place now. Yep, I just got there as well. So we get that really nice game board that's telling us where to move, what to do. Every hero has a certain amount they can move. Opponent's turn. So I think this is going to be interesting because, again, it's going to be kind of like cover-based and... Ooh, there's even like a fog of war built into this one. So you can't really see everything. That's pretty neat that there's a bunch of squares on the board and you can really figure out things that you're going through. It'll be cool when you get different type of characters and trying to figure out how to work them together with what they can and can't do. Yeah, I think that's what really makes that strategy interesting. Also kind of extends the game is, is always one of my fears because there's so many ways that you can think about what do I want to do? What should I be doing? How should I be spending my time? What if I move you here? One thing I just noticed was there was a little like treasure chest weapons cache as we went for it, and he loaded up on ammo. I had not oh. noticed in the the menu on the bottom left, there's a an indicator of a gun and some sort of ammo, I assume. So I think there are a lot of elements down in the bottom left with the controls of an eyeball and other things that are going to be really important to explain throughout this tutorial. I'm glad you said that because I didn't notice that at first. I went to notice it until it said ammo reloaded. I'm like, that's interesting. Uh, oh, there's a bat. We're in a, I'm in a bathroom now. I just made it there too. Hopefully I don't have to interact with it. Yeah, right. I do like that it shows you all the squares that you can move to, so it's definitely a grid base. And then all the kind of grids have colors on them. So, like, blue is something that you can interact with, it seems like. I don't know what the green relates to, uh, but there's definitely brown that you can move to, maybe to help with some sort of cover. Blue looks like an action. Yeah, that's a good way to describe the blue. I just got a drone recording. Ooh, look at you. Yeah. Here's me flying through it like usual. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do to make some progress, right? Oh, there's like a counterattack ability, and there's a kick. Ooh, well, that's fun. Deals five damage and pushes target. So again, it's going to be kind of customizing your heroes to be the type of people you want them to be. And I think that would be interesting, too, like you say, as you add more and more people of who's going to specialize in what. And what are they going to be good at? I almost feel like I'm stuck or I need to work my way back. That's what's kind of interesting, having the story versus like just playing an opponent where you're trying to kind of beat them or set them up for areas. Right, because there's going to be something different that's going to be happening through this that you got to kind of pay attention to. Oh, <laughs> telling me to complete the mission and I just kept walking around the one dude laying on the floor. <laughs> it was so easy. Once you get to the next one, you'll get to start interacting with two characters at a time. Oh, nice. Um, and you can flip back and forth between them as well. I wonder when you get, and I didn't read this in the description, when you get to matches or just kind of playing other people, how much you get to pick the type of people you have. Oh, sure. 
I'm sure you'll get to kind of pick your whole crew. I know it's set up to seven people, but that's that'll be even part of the strategy. It's going to be a lot of people to really figure out as you go through it. Whoops. We'll definitely have to play some multiplayer if it'll ever less connect to each other. Right. I think that'll be really nice, especially as we can work through a little bit more of... Uh, or the co-op, the co-op survival. Yeah, I do. I love, I love a good co-op game, so I'm totally on board with that. But I think this is going to be really interesting to explore. I haven't played one of these styles of games for a while, and I always kind of get sucked into them. I've started to like playing these type of games, and this one seems really easy to be able to pick up. So I'm looking forward to it as well. I'm sensing a theme with our Apple Arcade games as we go through them. <laughs> so let's see if it holds true. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you're hearing, leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast medium of choice. Yeah. And so on top of Spaceland, we're going to also hop into one of the new releases for Apple Arcade, which comes out, or at least is supposed to come out today as of this recording, called Legends of Kingdom Rush. What games do you think we should take a look at? Send us a message on Instagram at insert token to play or shoot us an email. It's play at insert token to play.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend.